All right, and we're back for another episode of Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports, and the Lakers Fast Break Podcast coming right at you here. But along with me, it's our midweek guy himself. You know him from Voice from the Underground, the podcast. You got to check it out today on every single major podcast platform. They talk everything about politics, pop culture, cigars, great talk. They have an awesome time, and they have you know just outstanding guests well when i'm not on there of course so you're outstanding no don't even try all right i'm just kidding my friend just kidding but it is my there you go there you go he's got it he's got the shirt on right there it is straight from the voice from the underground himself it is jason dutch what up what what up man It was a great weekend in the NFL this past weekend i just enjoyed it thoroughly just another great action packed weekend week three in the nfl a lot of stuff going on there but i wanted to focus today on some top performers in fantasy football because now we're getting to the point where teams are starting to panic they're zero three right out of the gate they're one and two they're starting to look for changes so they're starting to get a little bit desperate one of the places they may go is to the trade market and to see which are the top players right now performing in fantasy football Maybe they can go ahead and swing some trades out there. So we're identifying some of the top performers this past weekend and overall in fantasy football right now. And just basically sharing our thoughts on today's show. If there's someone you should go after, someone you should just keep relying on as far as in your offense, are they going to be a foundational piece for your team going forward? We're going to talk first about a man who just exploded over the weekend for Tampa Bay in Mike Evans. Is he the real deal right now? We know how much talent he's had. We know how much he's proven over the course of the past couple of years, but it's always been an issue about inconsistency at the quarterback. Are you buying Mike Evans as a long-term wide receiver one prospect? Without question, he's been one. Mike Evans is a guy who... The funny thing about Mike Evans, to my eye, is Mike Evans just for whatever reason, maybe it's because it's Jameis Winston throwing him the ball, but it's like he's he's always the last of that top tier of receivers that you think of. Like it, it, he's not thought of the same way as like you know Odell Beckham Jr. or Julio Jones or those types of guys. He's thought of, or even like AJ Green, he's thought of as like that maybe a second tier guy. I don't know what it is, but he's definitely not. I mean, now he hasn't been so great this year the first couple games of the year but i mean it was two games and then obviously he went complete ape crap on week three and had three touchdowns but i mean there's no question that this guy is a target monster i mean if you're a ppr league mike evans is a top five without question wide receiver and there's no there's no way that you're trading him unless you're getting an amazing package in return and if you're able to get it, make a trade for him, you're probably going to have to give up quite a quite a bit. So it's highly unlikely that Mike Evans is going to be moving off many fantasy teams. Well, the only reason I say that is because he did have a monster game this past weekend, but you indicated yourself he had a first two games that were not exactly at that level. It was actually right. at the level that a lot of other people had thought of him as. To me, it goes right back again to the quarterbacks. I mean, Quarterbacks, but also year, matchups. Yeah, but the, I, I really think a lot of it has to do with quarterbacks because last year he had that inconsistency right there when it, when it comes to what Fitzpatrick in one week and it be you know, Winston in the other. 
Now it's just Jamison Winston, and Jameis Winston needs to prove himself. If he's drinking he's Jamison this week, that was there for sure. Go. Yeah, because he was self-berating until the last few seconds of that game. I tell you, it's just he. It, this is his time to prove himself. It's either put up or shut up. Because at this point, if he doesn't materialize as a consistent starter in the NFL, he's going to be going the way of the journeyman this time next year. Tampa Bay will have enough of that, and either will trade him or let him go, and he'll just have to be one of those players that's going to be what a backup or maybe like on the on the very bottom end of the starters going forward. So. I just think at this point in time, Mike Evans, he saw the flashes, but I think a lot of it's based off of who's throwing it to him. Definitely. I mean, Jameis Winston has not panned out as a number one pick. I mean, now we're not talking about Jamarcus Russell here by any stretch of the imagination, right? but we're we're not talking about Akili Smith or anything like that either, or, or uh, what was the guy from from Kentucky, Tim Couch? Was that his name? You yeah. know, there there's so many number one picks who have quarterbacks who have just been atrocious, and I think he's probably better uh, than those guys were. But you know, he's certainly we're we're certainly not looking at a Peyton Manning situation here, though either. That's so, true. That's true. You know, he's he's a he's a average quarterback, and honestly, in the grand scheme of things, if you were to rank the top thirty quarterbacks in football, he'd be in the mid 20s so he's the starter but is he a starter next year when you have a, a good crop of new rookies coming in i don't know I, I, I don't think that's i don't necessarily think that's true well staying with the so, wide receivers there's someone i'm going to talk about next is an individual that i know chris ardieri on our weekend show has really spoke about in raves and has talked about him being at, at the top tier of wide receivers and i know you've mentioned him as well Keenan Allen, who's yeah. producing at a high level for the Los Angeles Chargers. I want to ask you right now, he's at or near every single individual wide receiver, the stats are concerned, for the season right now. So I ask you, is Keenan Allen playing the best wide receiver of anyone in the NFL right now? Well, he's number one in points by close to 15, 20 points based on most standard scoring models. So Absolutely. You know him and him and Philip Rivers have great chemistry. I mean, they've been together for a number of years now. So what can you say? I mean, the biggest knock on Keenan Allen has always been injuries. It's always he's very frustrating with injuries. I own Keenan Allen in one of my leagues. That's my three and O team. Now I also have two O and three teams, which ironically have a lot of the same players on them. So it it, it all comes down to who you play that week. But you know Keenan Allen certainly. Is, is is one of the best receivers in the league. He can separate. He's got great hands. He's got great feet. I mean, he's got a good field presence. He gets a lot of targets. He's clearly the man on that team. He attracts a lot of double teams, but for some reason he's able to beat them. You know, you put him in against zone coverage and you're, you're asking for trouble. So without question, uh, Keenan Allen, just like Mike Evans, you know, is th- those are two of the top, five six seven receivers in in the nfl without question and you spoke of philip rivers and again another outstanding year for philip rivers under the radar one more time always always just whether it was in san diego or now in los angeles always under the radar but whoever's had him as a quarterback has always been satisfied he's a top 10 quarterback each and every year it just never seems like he gets mentioned in that top 10 I've, in fact, 
of the three leagues that I'm in, I want to say one of those leagues he went undrafted. So, you know, it's a one quarterback league. I think it's a 10. That's a, that's my 10 team league, but still you're going to tell me that he's not assuming every team drafts two. You're going to tell me he's not one of the top 20 quarterbacks out there, you know, but people are buying the juice on stuff on guys like Kyler Murray and Daniel Jones. And, you know, obviously those guys have both performed admirably at this point, but you know, Phillip rivers is, has been doing it for God, what, how many years now? Oh, a decade. You know, will he ever win a Super Bowl? Unlikely. But, you know, he's he's Dan Marino, except, well, he's not as good as Dan Marino, but he's like Dan Marino. I mean, he's he's never really had the supporting cast that he needs. Keenan Allen is, the, is really the exception to that. He's the O.J. McDuffie, but better than O.J. McDuffie for Dan Marino. But much like Marino, you know, Philip Rivers probably will never – win a championship and it's unfortunate, but you know, he also grew up in the time of Tom Brady too. So, you know, and he's in the AFC. So you have to overcome that juggernaut every year, you know, whether he's throwing to Randy Moss or, or, or now where he was throwing to, you know, Antonio Brown for one week. Speaking of that, it was hilarious how this week, the fantasy world in the, in the, in the course of two weeks, if you want Antonio Brown, you went, yeah, he's going to be good on Oakland. Oh, crap. He got cut. Yes, he's on the Patriots. Oh, crap. He's uh, probably not playing again. And XFL players, you can't draft them. And that's where he'll probably be. So that was that was kind of funny to watch. Glad I don't own Antonio Brown. I am glad as well. He is going back to school, however, supposedly. Yeah, that's the right place for him, except I don't know if those co-eds, if he should be around the women's uh, dorms possibly keep him away. Send him to an all-boys school. There you go. Something like that. Yeah. We'll be right back with more fantasy football. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Right now, I'm talking to my good friend. It's Jason Dutch from Voice from the Underground. You got to catch his awesome podcast today on every single major podcast outlet. You spoke of earlier Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. Is he a pickup and start? Or is oh, he yeah, a pickup at all? Yeah, why not? I mean, what do you got to lose? You know, if you, especially if you're one of those guys who had Roethlisberger or one of the other quarterbacks who got hurt, Drew Brees, what do you have to lose? I mean, like if he's available in your league, he's available in one of the leagues that I'm in, and I have Tom Brady starting in that league, so he's not. I'm not going to start him over Tom Brady. But my backup is we just guy we just talked about Jameis Winston, who I picked up when Roethlisberger got hurt, and I'm putting a waiver claim for Daniel Jones because I know who Jameis Winston is. He'll have good weeks like last week where he scored me 30 and he'll have other weeks where he'll score me 13 with Daniel Jones. Maybe the ceiling is higher. You know, now say what you want about the fact that the Giants drafted him probably about 20 spots higher than what he was projected to be. But that in and of itself doesn't mean that he's not going to be a good quarterback. I mean, let's not let's let's remember that Drew Brees was a second round pick, you know, and Tom Brady was a fourth round pick. So where these guys are picked is not always relevant. Where they should be picked is not always relevant either. 
uh, it's it's how you perform in the league, and you know, especially for a team that's not going to win a lot of games, he's going to be throwing a lot. There's no expectations of him to win games. They're not expecting a Super Bowl in New York. They're just looking for him to grow. Now they might put him on some sort of a pitch count, so to speak, but other than that, you don't really have too many worries. And I and and the pitch count wouldn't even come into play until the fantasy playoffs are, you know, at least halfway into their. Um, you know, into that tournament. So, and, and that's it. And that's just speculation in and of itself. But yeah, I would definitely look at Daniel Jones considering who you have and who else is out there. I'll tell you what, there's someone that's been also under the radar. We talked about earlier, as far as Philip rivers being under the radar, there's also someone else that's been under the radar the entire season that we haven't talked about. That's a dual threat. That's durable. That's been playing almost every game, and he's leading a. I don't know. I don't want to say a high octane offense, but a, a pretty good offense in Seattle, and that's Russell Wilson. And I want to ask yeah. you this: Is he someone that should be considered in the top ten? Is he, is, should he be in that upper echelon once again? Because there was a time two, three years ago where he was the man. Everybody yeah. was just buying what he was selling and everybody was just truly on board with him as the premier quarterback in the NFL injuries and a bad offensive line have detracted and derailed from that hurt his numbers, things of that nature. But this year has been starting off pretty strong for Russell Wilson. And I see him as a top tier quarterback as of this point in time. Why not? I, Russell Wilson might be my favorite athlete. He is He's he's just a great. He seems to be like a, just a great guy, you know. And I, this obviously doesn't translate into fantasy, but I mean, he's he's all about team. He's all about hard work. He's all about effort. He's all about you know putting it all out there. He's a stand up individual, definitely a role model. I, I absolutely love Russell Wilson. Now that being said, someone sent me a trade offer of Russell Wilson for Baker Mayfield today. I thought about it for a second and I said no. Again, this I mean Baker Mayfield has been terribly disappointing. Terribly, terribly disappointing. But I'm not going to trade you a guy that I picked and I think I picked Mayfield in the 5th or 6th round for a guy that you picked up in the 13th round after 3 weeks. It's just I'm just not going to do it. it. It that doesn't make any sense. I will trade I would do the opposite. But you have to expect that with that cast of characters, Baker Mayfield's gonna gonna turn it around. But that being said, that doesn't mean Russell Wilson is gonna fall. I mean, him and Tyler Lockett obviously have a good rapport. Take Doug Baldwin out of the picture, you're thinking, well, you know, and look at what Lockett does. He just steps right up and and you know, he's got a couple of other decent receivers on that team as well. How how do you not like Russell Wilson? So I mean, if he's magically available in your league somehow which I think he's only owned like 87 or 88%. So there is that, that leaves 13% of leagues where Russell Wilson is out there. So now who knows what kind of leagues those are. Those could be like leagues where people just sign up at work and nobody pays attention. I don't know. But if he's out there, go grab him. Because I think he'll end up in the top 10 quarterbacks this year as far as it, overall it, point-wise. It's looking like him, and surprisingly, I might have to eat my words on Dak Prescott because another big week from Dak Prescott. I I just – I'm still not there, but, you know, on Dak Prescott, but, like, he he obviously has a thing for Amari, for Amari Cooper. 
you know, it's they've got a thing going on. And 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 I keep waiting for Randall Cobb to join that party. And he's like, because because his name is Randall Cobb, you know, you just you think, oh, Randall Cobb, he was good in Green Bay for three years. So maybe he'll be good there on another high what's looking to be a high octane offense. But that obviously hasn't uh, come to fruition. But but I mean, how can you not like what's going on with Dak Prescott too? him and Russell Wilson are both really exceeding expectations. And with Michael Gallup out of the picture right now due to a knee injury for a few weeks, uh, he's still rolling. He's still getting good numbers for you. And like you said, Amari Cooper is the beneficiary of that. Yeah, Amari Cooper is like he's what twenty something points again this week. He both Coopers actually had Cooper Cup and him both had big big weeks this week. A big week for guys with the same name, and then the Cooks too. We were waiting for Cook to have a good week, and also Delvin Cook. So Delvin Cook from the Vikings had a, a pretty decent week, and then Brandon Cooks from the Cook. I keep wanting to say Crooks. He's not Crooks. That was the other receiver that they had in in New Orleans that year. But Cook has been uh, very good as well. Had a very good week this well with for the Rams, which we were waiting on. I think last week we were talking about how people were starting to sour on him. Like I, said, yeah, gotta, I remember we got a question time. from one of our members of the audience. Yeah, you got to give it time. You got to give it time. Absolutely. It's a 16-week season in so fantasy. People, so let so. me ask you this. Have you started seeing the panic button in your league with some teams? I mean, you said your record already is not the strongest. Mine is eh at best, although I do have some performers that I think will go ahead and, and at least give a lot of people some contention because I have one of those teams, I think like you, that performs one week and is just offset the next. Yeah, I mean, three weeks in your record, I mean, you haven't been eliminated from the playoffs yet. You know, for example, I'm looking at looking at one of my my teams. My quarter, this team is 0 three. My my starting quarterback is Tom Brady. My running backs were Saquon Barkley, now out. David Montgomery and Damian Williams. My receivers are Thielen and Keenan Allen. My tight end is OJ Howard, and my flex is Curtis Samuel. I also have Sonny Michelle, Tariq Cohen, Tyrell Williams, Debo Samuel, Chris Thompson, and uh, Jameis Winston. This is the league where I put in the waiver claim for Daniel Jones. I'm sorry, but I think that's a solid team. You know, when I look at some of the teams that are the team that's in first place and he's starting Josh Allen at quarterback. So it's like, okay, this is why I hate fantasy sports. (laughs) You know what I mean? I don't even know why I play this game. It causes me nothing but pain in my life, but because I always leave and I think, okay, this is solid. And then, but I guess they're the paper. I should change my team name to paper champions in this particular league. But I'm not ready to I'm not ready to fire sale on any of these guys yet either. I'm not ready to collapse like my Cubs did. Don't tell that to Chris Bryant's agent. Oh God, the Cubs talk about an epic fail. Anyway, this isn't a baseball show. Yeah, they really ticked me off. I deleted the MLB app from my phone because I got tired of watching them. <laughs> Lose seven in a row right now, I think it is. So but you know, this again, like a great baseball analogy though, right? Like it's a 162 game season. Well, one tenth of that is the football season, but it's a, it's like every 10 football games is every 10 baseball games is one football game in theory. So you're not going to give up on, you wouldn't give up on a guy in baseball after 30 games. You're not just going to say, Oh, 30 games in the season. I'm going to, I'm going to drop this guy. 
because you're only a month in. You know, same thing here with football. We're only three weeks into the season. If you drafted a guy high, keep him. If you if you get a good opportunity, make a move. But it's those mid-tier guys that are going to win your league for you. You know, like I said, the running backs who we don't even know who the top five running backs who are going to become available in the next six or seven weeks are. But the, we do know that they are going to become available. You have one right now in New York, right? Now, I don't think that you're going to get Saquon Barkley numbers there. So I, you know, I, I think that you're probably best to stay away from the New York situation. That doesn't mean don't make a pickup. It just means don't expect Saquon Barkley numbers because Barkley is a special player. You know, him, Christian McCaffrey and Kamara are one, two, three all day long. All three of them had great weeks this week. Ezekiel Elliott probably right there at number four. So, you know, if you got one of those four guys, you're going to roll with them. Obviously, you wouldn't give up on them if they were having a bad week. It's got to be the same thing for most of these guys. And Cooks was a great example of that. All right, my friend. Well, I'll tell you what. You've had some great insight there. Chicago Cubs excluded on that. So yeah. I know that's very painful for right now. Exactly. Thank God I got a World Series. If I didn't, I'd be in. I would have jumped off the building already. The ever-suffering Cubs fan. But yeah. like you said, you do have one. Hopefully you'll get another very soon. So, I will, say, I, I will tell you one guy that you might want to think about cutting bait on right now, though, and that is O.J. Howard. O.J. Howard better pick it up quick because O.J. Howard has not done a thing in Tampa Bay, you know, in the, through the first three games of the season. He had, he had a zero in week two. Well, that's you what know. I want to ask you in regards to tight end. I want to start getting into maybe some surprises or some comeback fantasy players for 2019, 2020. And one of those players I'm thinking about is Greg Olson. Greg Olson, yeah. And guess who went against him last week? And the guy who has Greg Olson just picked him up right before the game, started him and got 29 points or whatever it was. It was ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, Greg Olson is – I mean, I—I I, as a Bears fan, I like Greg Olson. You know, he was, he was a Bear. He was good – on the Bears for those couple years he was there with Jim, I think it was Jim Miller was quarterback at the time. Um, you know, he was he was solid and he's gonna be he's solid in Carolina. He's older now, but look at Jason Witten too. I mean, Jason Jason Witten is is back and and look, I don't think he's a stud anymore. But you know, at tight end, you got your your couple of studs, you got your Zach Ertz's of the world, you got your Eric Ebron's of the world, who I think is gonna have a solid uh, be really good now with uh, with Daniel Jones because he'll be more of an outlet tight end is always a nice safety valve for rookie quarterbacks. So you would think that with Jameis Winston throwing to him and often needing to check down that OJ Howard would be doing quite well. The guy's got all the talent in the world, but you know, it's, it, it, he's got about two more weeks for me and then uh, he might be, I might go fishing for a new tight end. Well, while you're fishing there on the waiver wire and free agent list out there, last thing I want to touch on with you today for this week's episode with you, my friend, is this. Are there any waiver wire finds left? I found a couple in my league that I want to talk about, but are there any more in yours or are you seeing consistently that are still out there on the open market? Well, um, Wilson from Tampa Bay, or I'm sorry, from San Francisco is somewhat intriguing. But you also have Mostert there, who I really like. You have Tevin Coleman possibly coming back. So, you know, it's a very, very crowded backfield situation. You have four running backs 
who could possibly be in the in the mix for carries in San Francisco. So, but you can't argue with two touchdowns, right? You know, you can't argue with the way that he looked on the field. So he's definitely somebody at running back that you might want to do a speculative pickup on. I'll take a look here and see in my other league. Let's take a peek here and see what's available here. Preston Williams, actually, I will say that. Preston Williams is only owned in about 18% of leagues, this according to Yahoo. And I do like Preston Williams of Miami. I own him in, in my keeper league. I do, he's available in my other two leagues, which are I don't own him in. But if you're looking for help at wide receiver, I think him and A.J. Brown, by the way, are both going to end up having a pretty solid year. Marvin Jones from Detroit is a free agent. In uh, He's only owned in 60% of leagues. So that means in 40% of leagues, Marvin Jones is out there. He's definitely second fiddle to Galladay. But last week, he was the first fiddle. So, you know, that's a guy that you can that you can take a look at uh, as far as quarter. Well, we already talked about quarterbacks for the most part. There's typically going to be quite a few quarterbacks that are available. Let's see here. Let's take a peek at at running backs. See if there's anything that jumps off the page at me in this particular league. There's not a lot. Uh, the one guy who, uh, who I'm looking at here who is available, who is worth looking at is Justice Hill. Justice Hill is owned in 17 percent of Yahoo leagues. I think by the end of the year, Justice Hill is going to be the starting, maybe not the starting, but he's going to be the, he'll be like the Tariq Cohen of last year for the Baltimore or- Orioles, for the Baltimore Ravens. He's not on the Orioles, thankfully for him. But Justice Hill is a really talented kid, you know, young guy, definitely a guy worth taking a peek at. And he's a pass catching receiver, much like Tariq Cohen much like James White. So he's a guy that you might want to take a look at speculatively because he's a guy who maybe not in the next two or three weeks, but by week five, six, or seven is a guy I think who's going to work his way into that offense and definitely somebody you should take a peek at. If you were on the Baltimore Orioles, he'd be giving up a lot of home runs. He would be. And by the way, speaking of also Baltimore, Gus Edwards is now owned in only... 4% of Yahoo leagues. He has gone from owned in almost 50% of leagues to now only 4%. And that's just also speaks to Justice's Hill as well, because you know they're in, they're in the same backfield. Now, obviously nobody was expecting Mark is to kind of change the subject a little bit. Nobody was expecting 36 fantasy points out of Mark Ingram though, either. This week, Mark Ingram, of course, against me, had just an amazing week. Now, I don't know if that's going to be an everyday thing or not, but boy, Mark Ingram looked like he was in college again. That was really impressive to see Mark Ingram this week. We'll be right back with more fantasy football. Hey, listener, Dutch here from Voice from the Underground, the podcast. My co host and I want to invite you to check out our little corner of the podcast verse. At Voice from the Underground, we talk about all the crazy happening around us and try to make a little bit of sense out of the nonsense with little to no results. If the idea of hearing three semi-intelligent, outspoken nerds talk about politics, social issues, current events, sports, movies, pretty much anything that we decide to talk about because, well, it's our show, appeals to you, grab your shovel and come on down to the underground and then consult a qualified psychotherapist. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, just not where you buy your weed. Boys from the Underground. I'll tell you what, my friend, those are some great suggestions. If you see them on the waiver wire or free agent list out there, you got to go ahead and pick them up. I've got two before we head on out, and I'll start with DJ Chark. 
of Jacksonville. Yes. The wide mm-hmm. receiver right there. He's actually in the top 10 overall fantasy-wise. He's, yeah. again, another under-the-radar player right there for you. Shark week. Exactly. Gardner Minshew II, I think a lot of people are already buying in on his success story. They were buying in after one game. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it looks like they're still buying in on him really, really good because he and Chark have really created a nice duo. They're getting a lot of good stats together. He's actually, like I said, with Shark, he's in the top 10. Minshew is getting a lot of raves right now from a lot of people. And that's one of the things we'll cover on our next show with Chris Sardieri as far as we're going to rank some of the young quarterbacks and some of the things we're going to talk about there. But DJ Shark, if he's out there on the waiver wire list, then you know what? I know he is because 50% of the leagues out there you know, still have him out there as a free agent on ESPN. And I'm sure Yahoo is something similar as well. So if he's out there, you got to go ahead and go for him. And one other wide receiver I want to mention before we head on out, and that's Marquez Valdez-Scantling of Green Bay. With Aaron Rodgers passing to him, he's one of the top receivers out there for Green Bay. I think he's going to get a lot of targets this weekend against Philadelphia, so look out for him. So if you need someone that might produce short-term very well, if you've got some injuries to look at or maybe putting someone in the flex, take a look also as well at Marquez Valdez-Scantling because 50% of the leagues, again, still do not have him on a team roster. So definitely is, take a look for him as well. How is that in Green Bay? You know, imagine if Equinomia St. Brown weren't hurt. You, it would take you two days to say they're starting wide receivers, full names. Just absolutely insane. The other guy I think that is that is available in both of my leagues actually looking here. So I'm going to guess that it's, it's real. Yeah, 54% owned. But with a grain of salt is Nelson Aglahor because you he – you saw the good and you saw the bad. And you know that Deshaun Jackson's going to be coming back probably not this week, but probably the week after. But if you definitely need a receiver this week, if you're short on receiver this week, this might be a good week for Nelson Aglahor. Although he also was ripped on <laughs> during a news story. I don't know if you saw that news story where the guy said, I was catching babies, not like Aglahor, uh, which was. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no. It was trending on Twitter, my friend. Yeah. Unlike Aguilar, unlike yeah, that was that was so hilarious. But, but he you know, is the main target right now, yeah, in Philadelphia. But you got to be aware. Well, Ertz is the main target, but he, uh, he was he would I would say he's the main wide receiver target. Yeah, main wide receiver target. He's getting the touchdowns, he's getting the yardage, and he's getting some receptions. Although he has a very high ratio of drops, ten of his twenty-eight targets, he's actually dropped. He's had fumbles, so you got to beware. There's going to be a lot of good and a lot of bad when it comes to Nelson Aguilar. And I'll tell you what, it's going to be unlike Aguilar for a little bit while longer as long as he's the main option in Philadelphia. Although, you know what? Props to him because he showed a lot of class in offering the, the gentleman who saved all those children and made that comment. He's offered him and his family ticket to the next Eagles game. Did he really? Okay. Yes, he did. He's taken a high road on Twitter. He asked Twitter to help search for this gentleman. So hopefully him and his family can enjoy this weekend's game at Philadelphia. <laughs> unlike Aguilar. <laughs> My friend, before we head on out, we got to talk about your show, Voice from the Underground. What's going on with that? Give us the lowdown. Tell people where they need to go and listen to it and why Voice from the Underground is going to be your next Hooked on podcast. Well, last week, the show that we posted on Sunday, on Sunday, well, Monday morning, I suppose, 
early, we did one of our movie shows. So our movies, we're, we're a political podcast, but what we do is we juxtapose politics with pop culture. And last week we did a movie that we've been talking about doing for a long time. We did Crash. And I mentioned that last week to the 2004 Best Picture starring Thandie Newton, Sandra Bullock, Terrence Howard, Brendan Fraser, Michael Pena of Ant-Man fame. But what we did is we talked about some of the racial concepts within that and how it translates into today's society. We had one of our Patreon members join us for that show. It was a lot of fun. We didn't finish Crash because there was, we had to talk so much about the Antonio Brown situation and also the fact that they weren't doing an impeachment inquiry yet, at least. But we'll be talking about that next week. And we're going to so next week, we're going to finish Crash talking about the sociology of Crash. In the pipeline, we've got movies coming up like American History X and Zootopia, movies that talk about a lot of culture and, and uh, stuff like that. Yes, Zootopia is a very deep cultural film. So that's what we do on Voice from the Underground. We take some politics, we take some pop culture, we smash them together, we come up with something terrible that you should definitely listen to. But if you don't talk about climate change on your next episode, I'm going to go ahead and give you the we, death book, just I, like Greta. That was the look Aguilar got after he dropped that pass. Unlike Aguilar. Unlike Aguilar. Right. I'll tell you what, there's one other guy. If he's still out there, McCole Hardman from the Chiefs. Get McCole, because McCole, especially while Tariq Hill is out, I like him better than Robinson as a long-term guy than Demarcus Robinson. McCole Hardman is definitely a guy that if he's still out there, I think his own percentage went up to about 63, 64%. I'm not looking right now, but I believe that's where it was at. I had the, the good fortune to pick him up in a couple leagues right after Tariq Hill went down, but he's definitely a guy if he's out there because he has the makings. He looks like he might be prime time. Well, he's going to have to go ahead and be in that crowded wide receiver set because... It's the right Robinson, team, though. It's the right team. It is the right team. Robinson's in the top 15 right now in fantasy performers, so maybe he can get to that level as well. And if you say he's going to be actually exceeding what Robinson can produce, that's something to look out for indeed. Yeah. Like you said, it all boils down to the offense, and they certainly have it in Kansas City. And actually, one other guy I think we need to talk about real quick. We were talking a couple weeks ago about, about Cooks and L.A. The guy you should really be worried about right now is Robert Woods. He's only got, what, 26 fantasy points through three games. Robert Woods, do you have any concerns there? Well, he started off strong, and the problem is he's not the primary target. That Ram offense, I mean, they're 3-0, but I haven't seen the Ram offense click on all cylinders as of yet like we did nope. last year. And I think that's the problem with it. When their offense clicks, it's just like Kansas City, where everybody gets a piece of the pie. But if there's something wrong or if there's something they're not executing on, there is someone that's going to be out, maybe even two players that are out that are going to be hurting for stats. And I think right now Robert Woods is one of those individuals. So I know we talked about Robert Woods possibly not getting that type of love and I think it was you that called it that said Robert Woods would be of the wide receivers, not be the one that – or was it Chris? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Oh, no. I, I, I definitely thought Cooks was going to be better than, than – and Cup were going to be better than Robert Woods, but I didn't think Robert Woods was going to be getting three fantasy points and four fantasy points. Yeah, you know, so, that, but it he, could change in a heartbeat. So. Oh, yeah, it definitely can. He's a target monster. But to, I'm, I'm really interested to see if Woods and Baker Mayfield are able to right their ships because those are the two guys right now who I think have the spotlight on. 
There you go. Well, I will put them maybe in when it comes right down to our mid-season report. And I'm going to be talking to a lot of people, including yourself. Maybe that one of them will go down as the disappointing fantasy player so far in the NFL. But, you know, there's still time. There's still time to recover. Unlike Aguilar. It's and unlike Antonio Brown, at least they're doing better than him. Yes, yes. Unlike Antonio Brown. But I will tell you, it's been a great time talking to you, my friend. For me, if you get a chance, check out our shows, the Pop Culture Cosmos and the PCC Multiverse on the Pop Culture Cosmos channel on every major podcast outlet as well. That can be heard every Monday and every Friday covering the latest news and trends in pop culture. Plus also as well, the Lakers Fast Break podcast. I've had TJ Johnson on a couple times now with his insight and in-depth analysis of the Los Angeles Lakers. He's good at that. Yes, he's very good. He's been an awesome treat to talk to we're getting all psyched because training camp is this weekend for the Los Angeles Lakers and many other NBA teams. So we're excited about that. So check that out, the Lakers Fast Break podcast as well. And of course, my friend, if anybody has any questions, they can email us at any point in time and we'll be glad to answer them. Both Jason, Chris Ardieri, myself, doesn't matter. We'll get it answered for you. ISFantasyFootballYahoo.com or also as well, Inside Sports FF on twitter that's at inside sports ff on twitter it's been a great time talking to you my friend as we break down the weekend action in the nfl right here on inside sports fantasy football laters <laughs>